right, welcome back into the backyard spiral. Um, obviously, the NBA season is is on a roll. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit of basketball now. Thoughts just really quickly. Uh, I guess we can do a little bit of a rundown on some other things. Um, you know, in baseball, ah, the yeah. Uh, yeah the the Rangers won their first ever World Series. It was a good it, it, it was a good World Series. I mean, it, it it was fairly back and forth. Um some of the games weren't that close. Um the the Rangers scored a lot of runs. But that's that. Um the Cricket World Cup is still going on. Um things are still unfolding. Um so, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get into like the semifinals and then the finals. Um you know, there there'll be more to talk about there. In football, uh, you know, football, the NFL is kind of ho-hum right now. Um, obviously, some injuries to some quarterbacks, Daniel Jones, ACL, um, the boy, your boy. I know. <laughs> Big He's ACL for tear for him. I, was but they got another Ach- I think it's an Achilles, right? It is, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's an Achilles, so he's done for the season. But they he's got Josh Dobbs, season. who I also who love. balled out. He balled he got out. Him, he got him the win. He balled out. Um, love Josh Dobbs. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, but the NFL right now is kind of just like now this, like the next few weeks going into December, that's really going to be, exactly. um, you know, you're, you're going to know your boys are starting to look good, Cincinnati. They're, they're they finally yeah. starting. Like Joe looks healthy. Our defense is playing well. Our wide defense receivers are really kind of good. Yep, meshing and our tight end room, which has never been that great, it's looking pretty good too. We have um, Irv Smith who scored for us yesterday, yep. and Drew yep. Sample, who I didn't know went to Washington. Dub guy, Washington guy. Yep, yep, he balled out for us yesterday, so that was great to see. And I also want to shout out that the whole AFC North, if the playoffs started today, every single team would be in the playoffs. Which is crazy to think about. We'd have all three wild wild card spots because the Bengals are sitting at the bottom at five and three. So we, yeah. which is crazy to even think about that. Yeah, that that it, it's a good division. Um, obviously the Seahawks got waxed by the uh by the Ravens. We, need, we needed you. <laughs> I know, but we we couldn't do much. I mean, yeah, we we probably need to. I don't know how the rest of the season is going to play out, but um, it might be. Time I didn't watch to the game, it. so did um. Were you going to say quarterback? Did a uh, yep. Gino play bad? It was it on him. It's not. It wasn't really Gino's fault. I would say. Um, but I think what the problem is is like Gino needs everything to kind of be going well to be playing well. You know what I mean. I see. Um, and, and, and you can't really I won't really over exaggerate that loss because I think the Ravens are that legit. I think that defense is probably one of the best, if not the best in the league right now. Um, and our defense certainly didn't help things out. We we gave up 30 points. Uh, but yeah. I think, you know, yeah, I don't think we're going to be high enough to be drafting, you know, Drake May or Caleb Williams, certainly a um, couple other couple other really good college quarterbacks. But how it depends how the rest of the season plays out. We might need to we might need to to start looking toward the future. Um, college football, uh, just really quickly um, in the first college football playoff poll, like the ranking committee yeah. one, uh, your boys, the Buckeyes, number <laughs> one in the country. 
sitting at one so far, which is great. But I low key like the underdog, so I kind of wanted us to be a bit lower. But good to see that we're getting the recognition from other people. I think um, this year your game with Michigan is going to be crucial. It, it it's crucial, and I think you have a little bit better of a chance too, because I think that defense is like your your oh, defense yeah. is starting to play really well, and I think in general in college football. Like when you have a receiver like Marvin Harrison Jr., no one really can do anything about him, right? So, yeah. like, I think I I think you have a shot in that. Obviously, you have a shot, but I think you have a I have a good shot to be maybe even a little bit favored in that game. Um, I'll still I'll still say Michigan probably wins that game. Um, they're a really good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting what happens with um. Florida State, who I think is number four in the country right now, so in one of the playoff spots. Uh, we're number five. Um, you know, Washington, we beat USC. The defense made a stop at the end, which was fine, but, I mean, I don't like giving up the amount of points we gave up. It was a shootout, um, yeah. It, it was too much of a shootout for me. We're playing Utah this week, so we'll we'll see how things continue to go. Uh, but, but like I said at the top, you know, um, the NBA season – is mm-hmm. off to a start and i we did this earlier for um right before the the football season we did a top yep. five nfl players list um and i think you you're a little bit more passionate about basketball so we'll do a top yeah. 10 nba players how, okay how do you want to define this nba players of all time yeah so i'd probably say this basketball is our players i mean i'd probably go basketball nba i don't think it matters but just a top 10 list so it's not going to be top five we're really going to go into depth about the top 10 and i know this is a debate that's been going on in every area of the world who's the best who's or who's the best no matter which era they're from which era they're in who they played and a lot of things go into so we're just kind of going to discuss why we think this person deserves this spot or this spot and kind of go from there so today we're going to do, uh, again, like you said, because it's going to be more detailed, today we'll do 10 through 6 on each of our yep. lists. And before, so we'll we'll do the same thing where like you can go 10, then I'll go my 10 and we can talk a little bit about them. Um, you can also walk them through a little bit of your your criteria, how you thought about yeah, yeah. Um, coming up with this list. So you you want to take the first shot? Yeah, so kind of how I compose my list, I think of an NBA player as like, this is my top 10, and obviously the number one's who I think is the GOAT, but how I compose my list is how this player impacted their team, how they impacted the sport in general, and how they helped their team win, what they did on the court, how they made their teammates better, and just how they kind of were as a player, and there's a few players here who that I have who didn't even win that many championships, but I just think that they were that impactful as a player that I had to include them on the list. So that's kind of how I went about it. Uh, very similar to to you. I think you have to kind of like the way I thought about it is like when you compare players across eras, right? Like, yeah, like tough. I know, I, I know JJ Reddick got into this thing where he's like, Oh, like um, he said about Bob Cousy, like Bob Cousy was a plumber in the off season or whatever. Like I would have washed him off the floor or whatever. But it's like you have to compare the players in their era, right? So you can't be like, oh, they they didn't have a left hand back in the 50s and 60s. Well, it's like, well, obviously not, right? Yeah. Like the game <laughs> has evolved over the last 60, 70 years. 
Exactly. But like that, that isn't an indictment on, on those players back in the day. You can only compare them to their situation. And so like the way I think about it is like, who was able to accomplish the most, who was the best player in their era and how big was that gap versus their competition? That's one thing I think about. Um, yep. The other thing with, with championships um, you, you brought it up with players who maybe didn't have as many championships um, as, as others. Uh, I think for the most part on my list, and I think for, probably for yours too, there are going to be players who won multiple championships. Um, yes. but there are, there, there are a couple, a couple players on my list who, who certainly didn't have the volume of championships as others did. Um, and I think it's important with the championship thing is like the way I look at it is, is like for a championship to count in your favor, right? you have to be one of the top three players on that championship team, right? Like, like it's that Robert Ory thing. They're like, oh, he's a seven time champion. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't want to single out Robert Ory because he was, he was a good player. But like, the point is he was on seven championship teams. Exactly. Right. Versus he's a seven time champion implies like you are one of the, one of the main reasons for winning those championships. So I'll say that. And I will say like basketball does remain a team sport. So there are some situations um, with at least one of the guys on my list where like the, the team around him just made it. So I didn't knock him too much for not winning. I, I, you know, he's not going to be at the very top of my list, but uh, I didn't knock him too much for, for not winning. Um, Having said that uh, you want to, you want to get into the list. Yeah, let's kick it off. And I think I know every time we um, hang out that we always have these talks. We always discuss our top 10. There's always that argument on the uh, front half. So we'll get to that when we get to that. But um, to start it off at my number 10, I have Steph Curry. And this kind of goes into kind of what I was saying at the beginning, too, of how um, he impacted the game. He impacted his team. And Obviously, everybody knows him as the sharpshooter. He's a three-point guy. And the NBA wasn't the same when he entered the league. That's kind of why I had to throw him in this list before other players like Kobe, like those guys. No knock on them, obviously. They were great to their own. But Steph, he's a four-time champ, obviously finals MVP in 2022. And people were saying like he only needed Kevin Durant to get those rings to be that dynasty. And I think he proved in 2022 that he can be the main reason for them to win that championship. And I think he doesn't need to do anything else. He's really embedded himself into history as well as the game. So at my 10 spot, I have Stephen Curry. I have the exact same player. Uh, Steph Curry is my number 10. Um, And just a couple of names are the next, I would say the next three names that, that didn't make my list. Honorable mentions. mentions, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon who is super underrated. Um, obviously, we know two-time champion. He was one of the best defensive players ever, right? He was uh, a, he was great at blocks. He was great at steals. Obviously, a great scorer, all those type of things. Um, Kobe is not in my top 10. Uh, I think you mentioned gonna he's be not in yours either. That's going to be um, That's going to be controversial. I think Kobe's star power... Uh, sometimes um, eclipses him as a player. I think people like yeah. to conveniently forget that when um, Shaq left for 
uh, Miami. There were some lean years before Pau Gasol got there. But having said that, like Kobe's definitely one of the top, you know, 15 players of all time. Kobe was great. I watched his entire career, basically. Um, so, you know, Kobe was was like my favorite player growing up, all that. But I, I, I do think the the people I have ahead of him are better. And then the logo, Jerry West, um, is probably the third out of the, like, the next three, right? So uh, my top 10, like you said, uh, number 10, Steph Curry. Um, what's he at? Four championships now. Four and uh, counting. Yep. And counting, you know. I, I don't think he's gonna Yeah, uh, you never know. Win this year, but you never know. Um, but like what he did from like in terms of like revolutionizing basketball, I don't think it's exactly. um it might not even be talked about enough, right? Like his completely making the three point shot the main weapon of basketball is all because of Steph Curry. Absolutely amazing player. Uh so who who's who do you have at number nine? Yeah, and I also want to say that I have a lot of the same guys at the same places, mm-hmm. and you were kind of the reason that, that I kind of got sold on Steph Curry being in the top 10, because I always thought it was Kobe, because kind of like you said, the name and all that, and just after having these discussions, you kind of come to the realization of what these players did and how much they mean to the game of basketball, so so I'm put that out there too, and for my nine is another guy that we have discussed a lot, and you and that you just mentioned, that's Hakeem the Dream. And the reason I put him on there is he's a two-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, obviously. And he just did so much offensively, but also defensively. He was just the two-time defense player of the year, 1993, 1994. And you, I feel like you're kind of the main reason that I put him on here. You sold me on him. So then I started doing more research. And the more you look him up, the more you see of how great of a player he actually was. And a lot of people want to say that he wouldn't have got those two championships if if Michael didn't leave. And I still think he would have. That's had a bullshit. Great I don't believe it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He had a great team. He had a great, or he was playing the peak basketball at the time. And I think no matter who it was on the other side, I think he gets it done. And also I want to give out to a shout out to his days at Houston as well, because he led his University team to Houston, five slamma jamma. <laughs> and he led his team to three final fours in a row and two yep. appearances in the NCAA. And although he didn't get it done, we know how hard it is to get there. There have been great teams that didn't make it that far. So at number eight, I have Hakeem the Dream, and you probably want to add some to him. So I'll let you You add know that. what? I'm changing my list <laughs> All right. as we speak right now on Let's the go. spot. I'm changing my list. I was going to say Shaq is number nine. I have... I have to put Hakeem in that number nine <laughs> spot, okay? The dream, man. I I have to put the dream there because I think, I think to be fair, okay, when we start talking about Shaq versus Hakeem, right? Like Shaq has four championships, Hakeem had ha- has two, but I think Shaq was on better teams when he was winning his titles, right? Like he obviously yeah. had Kobe. Um, but, but, but they had a whole roster, really good players, right? Phil Jackson, first of all, is the coach of that team, uh, obviously had come after winning six, um, championships with the bulls. Uh, he had guys like Rick Fox, um, Horace Grant play players who were veteran kind of guys who, who helped win those championships. And then he went to Miami where he's really the second best player on the team, Dwayne Wade, um, Hakeem Shaq, I think was offensively. Um, 
probably more dominant just as a scorer. But I think Hakeem was a much better defender. I, I think Shaq was actually not a good defender for the most part. Um, I think I think Hakeem was a dominant defender. I think exactly. Hakeem was one of the best. And, I'll, you know, I think the best big man defender is someone who will come in the top 10 at some point. But Hakeem is right there, right after that person. Um and so he he was great at he was great at blocks he was great at steals he was a great rebounder um and obviously his footwork and and things like that were something that nobody did before nobody did after um and i think he he's another person that like if his team was actually a little bit better cuz i think he's the only he's definitely the only player he yeah he I think he might be one of the only players who didn't have another All Star when he won those two championships. Um, in, in those years, I know in that second one he had Clyde Drexler, but I don't know if Clyde was still an All Star by the time yeah. um he won the title. I know for the first one they didn't have another All Star uh, at the time, so like even that is a, a remarkable achievement in its own uh, in its own self. Uh, so I have to go Hakeem number nine, uh, the dream from from Nigeria. What a let <laughs> exactly. And I also want to add, didn't uh, you mention or maybe I read it somewhere that uh, he didn't start even playing basketball till like a late age? Was oh, here's a great story. <laughs> I have to I have to say so. Uh, he was so he grew up obviously in Nigeria. Um, yeah, and I think he didn't start playing basketball until he was 16. Uh, he was a, he was That's a goalie. In, in like a neighborhood soccer team um, and like the Nigerian, I think it was a national basketball coach in Nigeria kind of just saw him happening. Uh, he, he happened to see him play one day and he was like, Hey, you're, you're pretty tall, you know? Um, how, how about giving, giving basketball a shot? And then um, that guy, the guy who's the, who's the, uh, the national team coach in Nigeria I don't know how, but he he happened to know the head coach at the University of Houston. And so um, the University of Houston head coach at the time tells this great story. Of, like he got a call from from that Nigerian um, national team coach. And he was like, hey, I had this guy who's like 6'9", 6'10". Um, or he might have said something like 6'8", 6'9", right? Uh, who, who, who I think can play for you. And so... He Hakeem got on a flight, went to Houston, and and so when his flight landed, one of the assistant coaches at Houston was like, "Hey, should I go pick him up?" You know, and the head coach said he told this story. He was like, "Ah, you know, uh, let Lee he can figure it. He he can figure it out. He can come right. Uh, he can come on its own." Um, and so the coach the coach said, "You know, his his buddy in um, Nigeria had said that he was six nine, six ten, um, and he was like, I assumed that he was like, you know." closer to six five six six uh that this guy was kind of just like probably exaggerating he was like he was probably was not, wasn't going to be that special and he's like the the cab pulled up to the university of houston and he's like his quote was hakeem got out and he kept getting out and he kept getting out <laughs> i love that like, i love that <laughs> and he said he said to his assistant coach he's like go grab his bag <laughs> <laughs> you know the seven foot dream yeah. hakeem olajuwon obviously um a great college basketball player number one overall pick in 1984 exactly. um famously ahead of michael jordan who was number three in that draft charles barkley number five uh great nba draft he was the prize pick of that draft and i i think honestly if houston had to do it all over again i think they probably still take a keen 
I agree. Um, he he was a great member in their community, still is, and he and he won those two championships uh, as as an absolutely dominant player. So yeah, I I have to go with the dream in the top ten. Just just I totally uh, agree. Right along with you. Yeah, so um, I absolutely love that story. I absolutely love the dream, and it's great that we got to touch on him. So going into number eight, I have Larry Bird from Indiana State. And the reason I put Larry Bird is he was the first kind of player that could provide at a different level. And what I mean by that is he was a guard, but he was also 6'9". He was a tall guard. He could get his own. And he obviously won three NBA championships in 81, 84, 86, two final MVPs. He was just one of those guys that he averaged 24.3 um, points per game. 24, 10 rebounds, and 6.3 assists a game. That's off of the top of my head for one Larry <laughs> Joe Bird. He did. He did. And Larry was just a efficient guy the shots that he did take they would go in he was a very smart player he was good on both sides of the court and for that reason i put larry bird at the eight this is where we're gonna have our first disagreement um i have oscar robertson at my number eight spot uh the big o uh this was the person that i was referencing when i was talking about you know a person that was probably limited um in terms of championships by his situation in Cincinnati just didn't have the team around him uh, that could have seriously competed. Um, but Oscar was ridiculous. You know, like Oscar was the first person to uh, average a triple double. Obviously, um, I think everybody knows that. But I think if you average his first five years in the NBA, uh, he would his total would have been an average of a of a. Um, uh, triple double and it was it wasn't like you know 10 10 and 10 he was averaging 30 points a game he was he was a superstar scorer oscar was was famous in high school played indiana high school basketball his high school um was i think it was an african-american high school and they won the indiana state championship um so that was a really big deal at the time this is like the 1950s um he went on to play at the university of cincinnati uh, was a dominant player there, absolutely great. Then, obviously, went uh, uh, went to the Olympics in 1960, won an Olympic gold medal, uh, p- part of a great team. With I think Walt Bellamy was on that team, um, and uh, uh, Jerry West was on that team. And then he had a great career, um, and towards the end of it, he won a championship in Milwaukee with, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Kareem, who I think was Lou Alcindor at the time, um, was was the best player on that team. But, but you know, uh, Oscar was the second best, and he was very important to that team. So I, I definitely give that, uh, I definitely give him a lot of credit for that. Oscar, I think, gets a little bit forgotten about because I think for a long time, people only knew him because of, he averaged a triple-double, and then Russ, Russell Westbrook did it, and then exactly. people kind of forgot about Oscar, <laughs> right? But you have to understand, like, at the time, guards weren't rebounding like Oscar was. Um obviously it was a much slower paced game. People were shooting from in a lot closer. So the rebounds weren't really going out. It, they weren't long rebounds. Like you had to go in there and get those rebounds over over the big guy. So Oscar was able to do that. Obviously a great scorer, great passer. So I, I, I have to recognize the big O uh as as my number eight. Love that pick and I love the big O. And then <clears throat> 
to move on with it a little bit, we got our number seven spot. And at that spot, I have a guy who I watched as in my early NBA days, and that is Shaq. And the reason I'm putting Shaq at this spot is because kind of like we mentioned before, his offensive dominance, he was just such, obviously he was a big player. I saw this interview of him. He said he even hit like 340 pounds, which is crazy, meaning he was slow on defense. He wasn't the greatest defender. He didn't exactly those highlight chase down blocks that we see nowadays, but um when you got him the ball in the paint, that ball was going through the hoop. And even in some cases, the hoop was coming down. We saw him do that <laughs> a few times. And, a couple um, times, yeah. Exactly. And uh, he's a four-time NBA champ, rookie of the year in 1993, scorer. And that's the reason I'm putting him in at the seven spot. So I don't have Shaq in my top 10. I debated and I put Hakeem ahead of him yeah. um, just earlier. But... I do have to say for Shaq, growing up, I watched that whole run of the three Laker championships in a row. Mm -hmm. And like it like Shaq was so dominant, like people don't really like I don't think people like you're younger than me. I think people who didn't watch Shaq play for those Laker teams from like 98 to 2003, like I don't think they understand basketball was different. Right. Like it wasn't like what it is now where like, you know, you you space the floor and you just like shoot threes and find the open man and everyone stands around the three point line. Right. It was a lot more condensed. And like the person most teams wanted to most teams wanted to play deep or offense through a big man. So like the point guard job is literally just come down the floor, throw an entry pass into the big man and then the big man gets to decide whether he's going to score or pass. Shaq was a pretty good passer out of double teams. Um, He was like triple teamed all the time. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, had like, to do it. You couldn't do anything with Shaq. Like he was like you, he was 340. You would think he was slow. He wasn't like he, he wasn't slow. He offensively, he had, he didn't have complicated moves. Like it was like, he was going to back you down and dunk on your face. Right. He had this spin move. He had this crazy spin move um, that he could he could go to any time again, end it with a dunk. So like offensively, Shaq was just ridiculous. I do have to say, I think defensively and rebounding wise, Shaq was, let's say he didn't get the most out of what a seven yeah. one. 325 pound guy should have been. I think he led the league in rebounding one time. Uh, he might have led the league in blocks maybe once, maybe never. Um, so what? Like he, it wasn't like he was a bad rebounder. Like he was a great rebounder. He was a great shot blocker, but like he just didn't do it consistently enough. Um, so I don't. I I decided to put Hakeem uh, ahead of him because I think Hakeem in his career ended up doing le- uh, more with less. And outside yeah. of that three that three year run, and I know they won a championship in Miami. He was really important to that championship as well. But outside of that three year run with the Lakers, I think he didn't possibly get the most out of what his talent would suggest. Like I, I think he's probably the most talented player, certainly most dominant player ever. But like, if you stack up his resume, it might be. To me, it's like, oh, he could have probably done more. 
Exactly. He definitely could have done more. And the, and the only reason like I kind of said that we or that I put him at this spot is when you're talking about the dominance of the NBA and the dominance of your era, the games and everything and just controlling the game. I think of Shaq. I think of him just finding a way to score, finding a way to power through it. So that's why I put him here. And obviously he had his faults, the defensive game. And we didn't even touch on the free throws. Obviously hack a Shaq became a thing because of him fouling him just to get him to shoot a shot three, four feet back. Definitely wasn't going in. So yeah, due to his offensive dominance, that's why I got him there. Now for my seven spot, my, honestly, my six and seven spot are interchangeable. Um, in fact, I might just say like a tie for number six. Yeah. Cause it, it's just so close with these two guys. I think everybody knows who I'm going to talk about here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say my six and seven spot are just a tie for the six spot. Okay. My, okay. so the two people that I'll say here are, uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. I think their careers are so close when you think about it. They played pretty much the same amount of years, uh, or I think exactly the same amount of years. Magic won five championships, um, and Larry won three. Larry had three straight MVPs. Um, you know, Larry was on which what a lot of people probably still consider the best basketball team of all time, the 1986 Boston Celtics. Um, and they were they were different. They they were different in terms of style. Uh Magic was obviously fast break up and down, much more of a passer, um and a flashy passer. Uh but exactly. Larry was an excellent passer too, right? Um Larry, like you like Larry Bird, like you have to watch the highlights of Larry Bird passing the basketball. They're ridiculous. Um, they were both like some of the smartest players of all time. Uh, they were both great at getting their teammates involved. Larry was just like a, a, a knockdown shooter. Magic wasn't the level of shooter, obviously, that Larry was. But Magic was a very effective scorer, too. I think Ma Magic averaged like 19 and a half points for his entire career. And I, I think they're both just so closely related to what they mean for the NBA. Um, obviously, they were they were linked together since their college days um, when they played in the NC, NCAA final. Magic at Michigan State won that game. Larry Bird was at uh, Indiana State. But I, I think I have to recognize both of those two dudes together because I can't really separate their achievements and I can't really yeah, separate exactly. their um their impact on the league either. So I kind of cheated there. I gave you two names. You're going to have to give me your number six. I kind of jumped the gun uh, and gave you two names. Not all good. I think you hit the nail on the head there for my number six. I did have my, or uh, magic Johnson as well. Obviously he had a lot of accomplishments, five-time NBA champion. And kind of like you said, he was a six, nine guy and he could do all the things that are smaller, regular size point guard could do, if not better he was a great passer. He just found a way to get it done. And he just filled the role for his team that was needed, rebounding, passing, scoring. So I think you my number six is Magic Johnson. I do I I wanna I wanna I wanna share this one thing about Magic Johnson, um, which is crazy. In the uh the nineteen eighty NBA finals, they the Lakers won the championship. Obviously, at the time, Kareem was the best player on the team, unquestionably. Kareem was the leader of the team. Um, he was, you know, he was still 
close to or in his prime. He was absolutely dominant. But he got injured in, I think it was game five of the uh, NBA Finals. Um, and it might have been something like he 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 played game six, but then he was he he was out for game seven. Yeah. And Magic, obviously six nine point guard, started at center. And he had wow. like over he had like over 30 points and he had like I want to say close to 20 rebounds. It, it I think it was in the teens, but he had he had just a ridiculous game and they they win the championship. So like Magic wasn't just like a flashy type of player, right? Like I think now with all like I know that winning time on HBO was like, you know, it, it was kind of just like talking about Magic Johnson, the personality. But I think as a player, him and Larry were just like killers, man. Like everybody talks about the competitiveness of like Michael Jordan, for example. I don't think they they see the smile of Magic Johnson and they they think he wasn't a killer. But on the court, man, like anybody that played against him, he was an absolute killer. And in a lot of ways, especially as the as the the eighties kind of wore on, even though they had Kareem, Magic kind of took more of a leadership role on that team. So I think you have to give them some credit there too. So, um, you know, you have them at number six. Uh, I have him and Larry tied at my number six. six AB. Spot. Yeah. Um, you had Larry at eight, I think. I did. Yep. I think Larry might even in some ways be a little bit underrated, honestly. Um, like, yeah, I think I he think- definitely is now. I, yeah, I think people, you know, like pe- like people, people will say Kevin Durant is better than Larry Bird. I'm like, bro, not based off of their careers, right? Like, all right, like, yeah, Kevin Durant, 6'11", he can shoot over everybody, right? But it's like, but his only rings are with Steph Curry on Steph Curry's team. So yeah, don't, facts. don't, don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't. You can't really compare styles of play and all that. You have to compare accomplishments, right? And like you have to c- compare impact. And I think Larry Bird, he's up there, man. Like Larry, damn, Magic and Larry, man. Like they're the <laughs> they're the OGs of Exactly. This new like the the there's like a there's an NBA before Magic and Larry and then there's an NBA after Magic and Larry. Right? Exactly. And so Get and kind of like you were saying them. too, I think with a lot of these players, them being older players that, or at least I or a lot of people that watch basketball now didn't watch, recency bias comes definitely into play when talking about people's top tens now. They just listen to who they've seen or who they've heard about the most and put them in the top 10. So I think it would benefit people a lot from going to see how Magic played the game, how Larry played the game, Hakeem, a young Shaq. All these guys that we just don't see playing the basketball now or playing basketball right. now. Because I know I didn't watch these people play. I don't know. I just see what other people say about them. I just go watch the tape. And that's how I come to my decision. But yeah, I fully agree. First the five on the top 10. 10 through six, yeah. 10 through six, we have a lot of legends, a lot of people who changed the game. And a lot of people, like you said, that are underrated that I can go on and on and watch about. Yeah. I know you can definitely go on and on about, so... I think we have a good list of 10 through six, but the real controversy, the real debate will come in the top five. Yeah. I think people can probably guess possibly who's <laughs> in the top five. 
at this point, yeah. having given our um having given our top or ten through six. But I think I don't know if they're gonna know the order. Um it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think there'll I think it'll be debated. Um I definitely think my list will create some controversy. You know it well because you know my list. Because uh, this isn't new for us. I think this is something we talk about all the time. Uh, but the top five is, is going to be another really interesting episode. Um, and and all those pa- players are so famous. I think there are a lot of stories to be told about them, which will which will be fun. Exactly. Too. That'll be a good episode. That'll be an exciting episode. So we'll call this part one of the NBA top ten all time ranking. And um, a lot of good players here, a lot of good people to touch on. And then we'll come at you with the next episode with the top five. Absolutely. All right. Let's call it good.